each one except for the woman have had encounters with the Bigfoot, and, oh. or with with a Bigfoot because it's a with species. A Bigfoot. Yes, because there's more than one. And of course, there's Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> there's home. Ho- hey, Homer's Homer. 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 <laughs> oh, this is perfect. I don't think it's good for this one though. I mean that that's as good a way to start as any. So. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Kevin. I am Rachel. This is Shelf Life, a podcast that is going through all things culture to determine whether or not they have shelf life. And we're talking movies, TV, comics, games, sports, sports entertainment, books. I think that's everything. Probably more. Uh, and more, 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 <laughs> and more. <laughs> but we come back to you from the previous episode. We have been going through step by step through season one of our favorite television show, The Simpsons, and going episode by episode. We deep dive uh, into excruciating detail on this show to bring to you the best in what we can determine is shelf-worthy and has shelf life to allow you to understand whether or not it belongs on your shelf, both physical and digital. So Rachel, we've gone through the first four episodes. Where do we stand uh, as far as The Simpsons goes? Where are we at? Where are we at in the season? Yeah. So we went through Simpsons roasting on an open fire. That's right. Bart the genius. He is. Homer's odyssey. And there's no disgrace like home. So if you did not catch the last episode where we went through this first season, please feel free to go back and, and listen. We also no went through the history. We also went through the history of, of how the show was made. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought a subpar episode. Poor performance by us. <laughs> subpar. Very poor. Yeah. Four hours yeah. long. It's not four hours. <laughs> I mean, we might have talked for four hours, but I don't think after the after the edit, it's four hours. No, no, no. We talked Who for knows? six hours. After the edit was four. Oh, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Right. <laughs> Look, I will, I will say it. I'll say it in every episode until people understand. We make these shows for the long haul listeners, those people that need it, and because this is what we do, and you can't stop us. But yeah, we might as well get started with today's first Simpsons episode. It is called Bart the General, and it aired on February 4th, 1990, written by the Simpsons great John Swartzwelder and directed by the Simpsons great David Silverman. So before we we start talking about the episode, I think we should probably talk a a little bit about about John, John Swartzwelder because this is the first time we've seen him as a writer. One thing to note about how The Simpsons writes, it's it's a writer's room. I think a lot of television shows are, and this is probably the first series that I had on DVD. We, I think we talked about that in the last episode. Um, this was like the first thing I ever got on DVD, was the first season of The Simpsons. And growing up, or when I was a kid, I would watch the episodes, and then I would watch all the episodes with the commentary on. And they make John Swartzwelder seem like a legend in all of the commentaries, because they make... The way that he comes off is he's like this recluse, libertarian guy, almost like a Ron Swanson, where he, he's like, all of the rest of them were like these Harvard, liberal, educated people that like wrote for National Lampoon. John Swartzwelder was like a crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> but Just insane. That they found off the street. But like, oh, uh, there so. is a... There is like a whole story about Sam Simon and James L. Brooks finding John Swartzweller and having him write for the show. He writes a bunch of novels now, which apparently are very, very funny. His episodes tend to be more on the goofier side, much quicker when it comes to the jokes. And even in this first season, the the shows where Swartzweller is writing them, there are a few. There, there's references and they're goofier but there's also things that like the writer's room had put in that aren't necessarily Swartzwelder but like that was his that was his I always think of it like the framework you know Al Jean and Mike Reese have a sure. framework sure sure uh Swartzwelder has a framework so uh, that's a little bit about him he is uh he has this I think one of the stories they told was 
he used to write in this diner and he would smoke <laughs> in a particular booth. Okay. And when California banned smoking or wherever he was living, I don't think he actually lives in California, but wherever he was living, uh, banned smoking, he bought the booth. Oh my so God. He could smoke at home. He literally took the booth home with him. I mean, him? that's, that's a story that they tell on the commentary. So that's that's what we're I want, working I with. I want we... that. I want to have my own booth that I get to just buy and take yeah, home I buy with a, me. I buy a booth. Um, so that, <laughs> but that's that's the idea of the kind of person that we're working with when we talk about a John Swartzwelder script. And you get that. We have two of them coming up here. This and the call and call the Simpsons. And you you can see the similarities. They're usually Barton Homer centric, etc. Most so, of these have been, anyways. Most of these have been. I mean, we're going to get, we got a Lisa one coming up. True. And there's a Marge one coming up. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. And I can't remember what what the one episode is after Call of the Simpsons. I can't remember. But the Tailhead. Tell, tell oh, another Bart I didn't know if you wanted yeah, me so to tell got, you. We've got a couple Bart ones and a Lisa <laughs> one. Yeah. The, the Tell the Tell the Tailhead. The Tell the Tell the Head. <laughs> So, should we deep dive into Bart the General? I think we should. Okay. Let's do this. And we should get into this right away, because there are no opening credits uh, in this episode. It's weird. There are no opening theme, (laughs) because the episode is so long that they don't have time to do the opening theme. So it goes straight, it does the clouds, and it goes straight to the Simpsons' house. Yeah, maybe that's what I should do for us, too, when we go too long. (laughs) No, no theme? Just no theme whatsoever. <laughs> but anyways. So anyways. Uh, so we, we end up in the Simpsons house and Lisa is making brownies for her teacher's birthday. And she's going to take him to school for Miss Hoover, who I don't think we've met yet, but it's Miss Hoover's birthday. And Bart is calling her a butt kisser um, and all sorts of names, teacher's pet, and which she is. But I think a little bit of it is is that he just he wants a cupcake and Lisa won't give him one. Well, of course that's what it is. But the the highlight here is that Homer tells Bart that a little brown nosing goes a long way, and that's you know <laughs> greasing greasing the wheels gets, right. gets stuff done. Like his, his life lesson is to to do a little bit of butt kissing every now and then. Uh, and Lisa denies that that's the goal, but that's Homer's takeaway right not a bad life lesson for all of you out there if you take anything away from this right now is that a little butt kissing goes a long way yes i took the lessons i mean dad taught us almost the opposite which was question everything yep and then (laughs) and then it reinforced by having grown up in the attitude era of pro wrestling with stone cold steve austin so i was doomed because i took the lessons from those two of like no question authority and it should have been homer's advice of no dude just just do a little butt kissing Homer doesn't even believe that, like, that's what Lisa's doing it for. He does, like, a little Homer laugh. You know, one of those, <laughs> which I always, I always Almost like Dr. Hibbert Homer there. <laughs> it was a little, it was close to Dr. Hibbert. But Bart and Lisa go on the bus, and Bart goes on a, a, a bit of a rant, too, and he's, he's insulting her because he just cannot get over the fact that she will not give him a cupcake. Mm-hmm. So she, she basically makes some kind of gravel for it. Right. And kind of do like, a, you know, how how nice am I? And stuff <laughs> like that. Do you think she was actually going to give him the cupcake? Yes, I think she was actually going to give him the cupcake. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's a sibling. So, you, you know, you just kind of torture him for a little bit. And then you give him the cupcake. Because they're still your sibling. Yeah. Because, I mean, she got out of him what she wanted. Which is for him to say that she's the best. Or she's smarter or whatever. Exactly. She's, yes. He, he says. That's what I would um, do. So he He's has, the little yeah, sister. I'm sure. I, yeah. I don't know if you ever made cupcakes and I like needed one. I don't remember. If anything, but, you would have just went and took taken one anyways. And oh yeah, screw you. Take one behind your back. But he, she has him close his eyes to give him a cupcake, and as she's doing that, the school bus hits like a bump, and one of them falls on the floor, and uh, she shoves it in his mouth, <laughs> which. Like, look, if a piece of food it, falls on the floor... No, no, no. I'm, it's a floor of a bus. No, I, yes, that's what I'm getting oh, at. Oh, okay. If it's my kitchen floor and I know how clean or dirty it is, I'll pick it up and eat it. Oh, if yeah. it's like a slice of pizza and it falls face down, or a cupcake 
and falls face down? Probably not. I, I might have to like wipe a layer of the yeah, you'd have to do the, something the to frosting it. off or something because it's sticking. Then like stuff is sticking exactly. A bus floor though, no, it's gone forever. No, that's that is straight in the trash. That's not even straight in the trash. That might be like a trash compactor. Like we need to get we need burn to it. burn it, <laughs> burn the cupcakes, burn them all. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it would be one thing. It's one thing if the cupcake miraculously falls base first on the on the floor. That would be miraculous. But I, I think a, a cupcake is naturally top heavy. It's not going to fall base first. It's going to fall icing first. I think we need to do and some. Screwed. I think we yeah. need to make some but cupcakes it, and test this theory. You think this is a Mythbusters? I think it is case? a Mythbusters cake right here. It's the it's the it's the, it's the uh, it's the peanut butter on the toast one that they did. <laughs> they did a peanut butter on the toast. Isn't cake? that what they did? Like bread with peanut butter on it with the five second rule? I don't know. It was something <laughs> oh, stupid. Oh yeah, I think they did do a five second rule thing. Yeah, yeah. No, this is more about the um, the buoyancy of a cupcake. <laughs> the like, physicality if you drop a of cat, it. It'll always fall out. It's you know, like I wanted to know the same thing about a cupcake. Yeah, how many cupcakes need to fall in order for it to stay on its on its right side? That's right. Yeah, what's the percentage of it falling <laughs> right side up? This is also part of chaos theory. Maybe uh, Ian Malcolm has done tests on cupcakes in the same way that he does tests on if the water drops off of your hand. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you never know which way it's going to go. No, anyway. you don't. So anyway, they end up back at school. Lisa, oh... Lisa does hand one out to Otto because Bart tries to get Otto on his side that right. Lisa won't give any cupcakes up. And she does make a, a cupcake for Otto. And mm-hmm. I don't think at the last episode we talked about Otto, but he has been in, in previous episodes. Oh, yeah, that's true. So Otto Man, who I can't tell if they thought he was going to be a bigger character Whoa. or not, but he's the school bus driver who's just a stoner. I, yeah, um, that's it. And that's pretty much the extent of him. And they really... <laughs> So we've talked about Otto moving on. No, <laughs> they, they, no, that's kind of true. Like they don't really have like a lot of for him to do. I think he's just supposed to be like somebody that Bart thinks is a cool adult, right? But doesn't realize that he's kind of just a loser. Yeah, I think so. I think that's exactly what it is. Because he's the one who wanted, who has the tattoo that Bart wanted to get a tattoo because. Now of. I drive the school bus. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's his thing. So they he, they they get to school and Lisa is passing them out to people in her class. She's passing them out though, like in front of the school. Like Which is, yeah, her... that seems like, kind of odd. Like just wait until you're in the classroom. Yeah, I mean you're gonna make other kids feel bad. They're not all. In yeah, now you're just class. now you're being an ass. <laughs> now you are being. Well, like... maybe she gets what's coming to her then. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to no, say I that think, though. I These think guys are bullies. Be... I don't like bullies. It could be a factor of in 1990, maybe it wasn't, a, maybe you weren't allowed to bring, because like now you can't bring anything in because of kids with food allergies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which, you know, you, you kids are ruin it, ruining it for everyone. Damn but, you. <laughs> damn your allergies. Your poor genetic. Eat some peanut butter when you were a baby. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Kind of. But. <laughs> no, they didn't think you were kidding at all, Kevin. They're thinking you're being totally serious. I've seen Twitter. They always think everyone is being totally serious. Well, yeah, that's also just words and not actually talking. No one, no one, is, no one understands sarcasm when anyone. Yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> there has to be like a sarcasm button, or like you know how it's like italics or something like that. You, you gotta, you gotta be able to like yeah, set it as should. sarcasm. Yes. yes. When AI becomes better, you'll be able to get like a sarcastic. Maybe it Caption. like yeah, maybe it like puts like a whole like border around it or something. <laughs> but she's passing out cupcakes on the front lawn of the school, and one of we we meet this toady comes by and swipes the box of cupcakes from her. And wait, Bart, is his, wait, is his name Toady? No, but a, you know, like a toady, like from Christmas Story. There's a bully and there's a toady. Is that what? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's from, from weird. From Christmas Story, I think. Yeah. Oh, and so that's where it came from. Lexicon. That's where it came from. Oh. That, little, got... that weird little one that was like, 
yeah every time something happens yeah okay i didn't know that i learned something today you now you learned something <laughs> webster's dictionary refines defines a toady i don't know if you should do that one who flatters in the hopes of gaining favors I, I, a um, person who behaves obsequiously, ob, obsequiously, to someone important. <laughs> well, 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 now you have to define obsequious. <laughs> Why would they use that word? A sycophant is another word for it, too. Obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. Yeah, so he's a toady. And I, and I only call him a toady because I didn't want to do, flat out call him Nelson's henchman. Because as Bart is defending Lisa, which is nice for him, you know, the big big brother defending, which seems odd. It's almost one of those things where it's like, it's okay for Bart to berate Lisa, but well, nobody else can. Well, yeah, that's, a, again, that's a sibling thing. You, yeah. you're, you're only allowed to call your, your sibling something. Nobody else is. Right. Yeah, so I mean... Good for Bart for standing up for Lisa, but he thinks he's only going to have to take on this toady. Right. But in reality, I mean, Lisa points out to him, like, don't don't bother Bart. He's friends with Nelson Muntz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a, he's just a henchman. You don't want to bring, bring around Nelson. Right. And as Bart goes to fight this kid, Nelson just kind of comes and grabs Bart off of the kid, just yep. kind of lifts him up. Nelson just kind of like tosses Bart to the ground and Bart realizes, holy crap, this guy's big. Bart's blindly swinging because he he was going to punch the, the kid. <laughs> and one of the punches lands. And everyone everyone's like aghast at seeing Nelson bleed. It's like seeing God bleed. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know it if it's more that... like seeing God bleed or it's like seeing the devil bleed. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like Batman asking <laughs> Superman if he bleeds. Right. It's kind of like a oh boy. Nelson thinks that oh it's just it happens all the time it's somebody else's blood. But then he realizes that it is his own blood and he he proclaims it. What? Nelson, you're bleeding. Nah, happens all the time. Somebody else's blood splatters on me. Hey, wait a minute. You're right. You made me bleed my own blood. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> I'm just... Yes, that's exactly what... Uh, that's right. So there was a period of time where that quote from Dodgeball got credit for saying that quote. Right. It's from Nelson 13 years before that. And I think nowadays it's gone back to being credited to Nelson. But there was a period of time where people thought that that came from Dodgeball. They, they, they How took dare it. they? How dare yeah, they? Yeah, they took it. I mean, dodge, add it to the list. Dodgeball's, we like dodgeball just fine. Oh, yeah. We'll see if it has shelf life. Just seven, fine. <laughs> but that is a Nelson Muntz line. But Nelson does not like that he's bleeding his own blood. And I do like that there's like a cold wind as Bart acknowledges it. He's like, oh no, a cold wind. Like he realizes <laughs> it's like an ominous sign. That's a, that seems like a very John Swartzweldery thing. To like have a have a character acknowledge like something narr- narratively happens, sure. To like signal his demise. Oh yeah. So Nelson basically says he's going to exact revenge, and Bart. Nelson tells Bart he's going to get him after school. But before any or before anything can happen, right then Skinner comes by and he's like, "Oh, let's all go back to class." And I do like when Skinner says, "Like, no, 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 he'll get you after class." Like <laughs> he does. Like he thinks they're just reason. meeting up. He doesn't realize yeah, what it is. <laughs> he's totally oblivious to what's going on, which doesn't seem totally like Skinner, but um, yeah, it's funny. Maybe a little. Yeah, and while they're in class, Bart daydreams of getting eaten by nelson basically (laughs) like i think he does literally eat him in this dream yeah he imagines this like showdown where bart i think takes out like a machine gun was it i don't remember now i can't remember if he does that in this one or there's another one where he does it in but nothing can defeat him this might be where we get our first ha-ha or it's like a kind of ha-ha so I think it's Nancy Cartwright doing the voice of Nelson Muntz. It's not the perfect, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's, it's like a very slow, like, 
um, <laughs> in the lunchroom in the cafeteria, the people are like, it's kind of a Mar- it's kind of a, a George McFly thing thing. Like people are kind of excited to see if Bart can vanquish Nelson Muntz. And I love that Bart is kind of saying like, look, I'm not gonna say I'm not a hero. I'm just I'm just saying. Let's be careful. Right. Like, I, I do love, because it's basically what I would do, too. It's, no, 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 I'll take the adulation, oh, yeah, yeah. but I give, give really me the do not want to take, but... take the punishment here. I just um, don't want the repercussions of what I've done. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he says that he's going to meet up, uh, beat him up at the flagpole at 315. And don't be late, because he has a few other beatings after that, <laughs> one of the toadies adds. He has another daydream. This is the one where he's at his own funeral and he's got the X's on his eyes, which, which is cartoon. That is cartoon for um, dead or sleeping. Could you be sleeping if you have X's on no, your eyes? No, that's dead. That's not sleeping. They would just okay, show I'm your so... eyes being closed. I apologize. <laughs> Apparently I was, I was in the wrong for that one. So Homer... And Mar- Marge warn him, and um, Homer realizes that his, his son was more important than work. <laughs> uh, Lisa places a cupcake on Bart's head. Yep. Says that she feels responsible if she would have just given him a cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> Which then... I love that Bart for somehow thinks that if Lisa would have given it's him a Lisa's cupcake. It's all Lisa's fault. Like, that would have been okay. Like, that's not why he ended up getting into a fight with the toady. Nelson has two toadies, but they never have names, and I don't know if they ever appear again. I don't remember. I think they do appear, but I don't think they... they, I, they but I don't think it's... They, yeah, it's yeah, not something that names. continues. Because once we get to the episode... Once we get to Tell Tell, tell, tell Head, and you have uh, Jim Odelph and Kearney mm, right. come in, that now Nelson has like a crew. His new he posse. Yeah, he doesn't need these toadies <laughs> anymore. But, um, but I do, I do like when uh, Skinner and Otto are at his funeral as well in his daydream, and Otto says he looks lifelike, <laughs> and then Skinner says that the nurse did a wonderful job reconstructing his little face after the fight. <laughs> like, jeez, I just like yeah, that. I mean. It's it's pretty brutal. I like that he thinks that Otto and Skinner would. I right? mean, I guess they'd have to if if one of your students murdered another student. <laughs> You're just obligated to go to that student's funeral. And after Lisa puts the cupcake on Bart's head, Nelson, who apparently decides to come to the funeral as well, <laughs> takes the cupcake and punches him once <laughs> for the road. I guess. So after school, Bart is trying to get away, and he's gonna try to. Oh, well, I I do love before. The way that Lisa says she's going to place the cupcake lovingly on his forehead. I, I, did li- I do like the phrasing that she uses. Lovingly. I'll just place this cupcake lovingly on your forehead. <laughs> so Bart tries to get away. He tries to find a way out of the schoolyard before Nelson can find him. But he, to no avail, Nelson finds him and... Nelson says, put him up, and Bart thinks that that means to, like, surrender, basically. He just puts his arms straight up in the air, <laughs> as, as Rachel and I are doing visibly that you cannot see. Um, just straight up in the air. But this allows Nelson to just pummel the crap out of him. <laughs> like, he's not even trying to, to defend himself at this point. Yeah, Bart puts up no resistance. So Bart thinks like, all right, well, that was, that was good. Like, thanks, thanks for that. But Nelson decides to not let that go. So he puts Bart in a trash can, rolls him down a hill and informs him that he'll have another beating tomorrow. So now Bart has a bully problem because he's just going to keep getting bullied by Nelson. I, I find it odd too that it's like, oh, well, now you're just my regular 315. So. <laughs> well, that's how... I don't know if this is how bullies work nowadays because I, I, can't, I think it's probably a lot more psychological than physical. <laughs> oh, yes. Online Because I think it'd be nowadays. difficult to get away with bullying physically now. Well, uh, I be- no, I think they still do physical bullying, but I think they do more uh, psychological before the, the, the physical or vice versa. Or it's just psychological yeah. because, God, kids are brutal. Kids are kids are brutal. Awful. I, kids are awful. They are horrible. All kids are awful. They are evil, evil people. Yes. 
if it, it's a John Mulaney line, but if I see a group of kids on the street, I cross the street to the other side because I am terrified of children <laughs> because they're thinking of 13 different ways where they could insult you and ruin your day. Yeah, and they know they're, them. They're awful. I do think that this is more of what you would call like a, like an old fashioned the, bully. The classic bully. Yeah. Like something that you'd see back in the day. He's just going to beat you up and, and move on. Which I would guarantee you, if somebody's getting bullied now, they'd much rather just have somebody beat them up a little bit than have oh, to yeah. go through the I think the I would take a punch in the face versus the psychological beating. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I got out of high school. High school, nobody really... I hated high school. Well, I mean, but you're a girl. Like I know, girls... that's the problem. Yeah. Girls are worse. Like... <laughs> oh, well, yeah, they're horrible. Like as They started guy... all the psychological crap. Yeah, absolutely. Girls, girl, a guy will beat you up physically and a woman will beat you up mentally. Isn't that like the old I think joke? it is. Yeah. Um, no, but... it's not like that true anymore, but I still think that <laughs> girls are what started all the psychological oh, no, bullying. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but like, I think like in junior high and maybe earlier, like I can remember bullying, but in high school there wasn't as much. Like I think people grew out of it or, uh, you know, you were just... It just didn't happen. Nowadays, like, with, where everybody has, like, cell phones and the internet and stuff. Oh, internet is even worse. It's so much worse. Because now you, you don't have to have your face. You don't have to be, like, talking to somebody's face. You're talking behind a, a damn computer screen. It's worse. But if anybody had Homer and Marge, maybe they would be able to find out different ways that they could deal with the bullying. Because clearly Bart, who's, like, all disheveled, walks past his parents and heads to the bathroom to cry and, mm -hmm. it, and it's it's very sad it's really like sad crying and i think i think on the commentary they mentioned that they went they tried to go all out with the animatic to have bart be like beat to hell and it was too much they, they were just like no he, it has to it it, it because they wanted it to look kind of realistic. Oof, I don't and, know. And it, it was like too much yeah. to like have him like all bruised and battered and stuff. Um, it's bad enough that he just looked disheveled and then starts <laughs> crying in a tub. I mean, I just can't. That's just <laughs> enough. So Marge has Homer go talk to him. I did like Homer decides to dry his tears by taking the blow dryer. <laughs> and we get a very funny looking uh, animation of Bart's face being like pulled back basically oh yeah marge is clearly eavesdropping <laughs> dropping because homer's advice is to uh, fight back and and or, or or bart basically tells homer that there's a bully problem and marge is eavesdropping so she run rushes in and tells bart to go to the principal right like, you can't um, you gotta tell you somebody about to it. him yet like you have to settle it civilly and homer says that that's against the code of the schoolyard <laughs> Which, hey, the people that learned the code of the schoolyard are basically the people in charge of the world. It's an unfortunate situation, yeah. but it it's basically a schoolyard. Look well, at they're Hollywood. all children. It's so. pretty much a schoolyard. <laughs> they're all still children. <laughs> Those clowns in Congress have done it again. What a bunch of clowns. But no, I, mean, I think, I can't remember where I've like heard that before, but it's like the code of the schoolyard, people, there are some people that never get out of that habit. And unfortunately, some of them still become successful and don't understand that it's not all about survival of the fittest, like it could be on the schoolyard as Homer is describing. Right. But Homer decides to, to teach Bart how to fight dirty, the Simpson style, which basically means punching somebody in their family jewels, <laughs> which apparently is something that Fox did not want the Simpsons to say was family jewels. <laughs> and it's like... Thinking about that, like, you could, you'd probably hear that on fucking Nickelodeon now. You could uh, hear family jewels. Now? I don't know. Oh, you think it's gotten, they, you they think it's gone bad? They wouldn't allow you to do that at all. They wouldn't even allow you to allude to kicking somebody in the family jewels because <laughs> of how PG and, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to say right now, I think kids' shows are crap now. <laughs> uh, I mean, because we're going to be doing a lot of kids' shows from our youth and probably going, that was not as good as I remember. I but, know, we're going to um... ruin the nostalgia. <laughs> you mean I should fight dirty, Dad? Unfortunately, son, we Simpsons sometimes have to bend the rules a little in order to hold our own. Amen. So the next time this bully thinks you're going to throw a punch, 
You throw a glob of mud in his eyes, and then you sock him when he's staggering around blinded. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with hitting someone when his back is turned. Gotcha. And if you get the chance, get him right in the family jewels. That little doozy's been a Simpson trademark for generations. <clears throat> Thanks, Pop. So the next day, Bart shows up, and he decides to fight dirty, so he throws mud in Nelson's face and tries to punch him. And in my notes, I just wrote, it dot 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 doesn't work. Um, <laughs> it just makes Nelson mad. He throws him in the trash can again, and it rolls away. And Bart ends up in front of the house again. The, the can stops, and Lisa t- tells him, like, you can't go on like this. Mm-hmm. And tell, tells him to try to go get advice from Grandpa. And we get a little bit more of Abe Simpson. Well, this is this is the first one where he's introduced. Well, he was in the Christmas episode. Oh, he was just at the end, though. He, he was mentioned, and he was just kind of there. He's there. Yeah, he might have a line. But, like, this is where we get a little more backstory on Grandpa. So Bart goes to the retirement home to visit Grandpa. Abe is doing one of his early gags that they had Abe Simpson do because they like to make fun of old people complaining. Back in my day. Which, I mean, it's only gotten worse with Facebook and the internet now. <laughs> old pe- this, is, this is proto. This gag is proto that. Because right now, if you go on any social media... This is why I'm not on any social media, by the way. Because I don't want to be, you know... Everyone's ruined social media. Oh, but, yes. But this is proto social media. Abe would be sitting in front of a computer writing on uh, Facebook all of these complaints <laughs> to no one. <laughs> but this is one where he's he talks about the words that he no longer wants to hear on TV. Bart asks Grandpa what he can do about a bully, and Grandpa tells Bart that you just have to stand up for yourself. But as he's doing this, we get Jasper, Uh-oh. who is Grandpa's friend. <laughs> and, and that's a paddling. That's and good. he comes in and, <laughs> and wants Abe's newspaper, and he says no and tries to stand up for himself, but the two have like a little tug of war, and Jasper wins. So Abe's getting bullied by Jasper. <laughs> and so It never ends. We, uh, we yeah. just proved it right there. <laughs> That's how and, the schoolyard and, works at the uh, Springfield Retirement right. Castle. The, the, there's a code, of, <laughs> yeah, the code of the schoolyard is at the retirement home. Uh, not the castle yet, the retirement oh, home. Oh, I'm sorry. Retirement uh, home. Not till the second season. And <laughs> My bad. Grandpa tells Bart he can't really help help him because he's a coward. <laughs> but he has someone that, that could help. And he takes him to this crazy... Like, nowadays, this is a crazy man. <laughs> this is a psychopath. Yeah, I'd Grandpa be a little freaked out. <laughs> uh, and we get the introduction of Herman. Yep. Herman's Military Antiques. And they say that the design is based a little bit on what John Swartzweller looked like at the time, which I think was just a crazy disheveled man. (laughs) Um, I think he looks like the episode of Seinfeld where, do you remember this one, Rachel, where uh, the guy in the fatigues that works for Elaine and she she, she keeps promoting him? It's that same kind of archetype. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about because she didn't want to fire him. Yeah, he's like... (laughs) Yeah. So it's um, that so she promotes him. Yeah, so she just keeps promoting him. Herman is is kind of that. He's this <clears throat> military extremist, this, like, loves guns, loves military paraphernalia type guy. A bit of guy. a fanatic. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the notes on the wiki, it says in certain countries, the the translation to get into that country makes Herman seem more of like a Nazi. Because <laughs> he's such like a right-wing oh, nut. Oh, jeez. Even though like he talks about fighting the Nazis. Does he? I thought so, doesn't he? I don't remember. Herman has one arm. Yep. And uh, Oh, I Bart, liked this. Go ahead. Bart asks Herman how if he lost his arm in the war... Which I think it would have been Vietnam, I'm guessing. Like, possibly. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. And it's our second reference to don't stick your arm out of a moving <laughs> bus. 
out of a window of a bus. Yes. I, I, I don't know if that was like a Matt Groening no, thing No, I'm pretty sure it was a callback to to the kid who got his arm off. Oh, you think off? he was the I kid. I think he was the kid. Because he goes, well, let me put it this way. Next time your teacher tells you to keep your arm inside the bus, you do it. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the kid. <laughs> so Herman tells Bart that they need to make an army. Because he, he basically tells him, like, well, how many men do you have? And he goes, none. And he goes, well, you're going to need more. <laughs> and um, so he tells Bart they have to put together a, a battle strategy, and he uses the Franco-Prussian War Treaty, because I guess he has, he has the Franco-Prussian War Treaty, to put together a declaration of war. I don't know why the Franco-Prussian War was used it's uh it's a war from in the 1870s it it was like a year-long war between france and what what became germany the first of many wars between france and germany it unified germany gotcha is the idea oh yeah i kind of remember that now from school <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know why that one i don't know why that one but I, I, it's funny enough because i guess it's prussia he has this like weird paraphernalia Oh, the, it just seems oh, like a right. random does, one to have. Now I remember. He does mention Nazis because he asks Grandpa if he wants a pair of Nazi underwear. <laughs> That's... It's so so here's my question to it's you. It's so Adams. weird. Is this a is this a pair of underwear that would have been worn by a German in the 30s and 40s, or is this like boxers with like the SS symbol on it? Oh, that is the question, isn't it? Is it for, is it like underpants for a Nazi, or was it a Nazi's Was it a Nazi's underpants? Are we going to get flagged for saying Nazi like 12 times? (laughs) Do I have to bleep it every time? (laughs) We're going to get a mature rating whenever we post this. Well, we can only say the F word twice, so. (laughs) Well, 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 fuck. (laughs) Now we have an M. Because one way, doing it one way, you can argue it's just a weird thing to collect. Right. Doing it another makes him a Nazi. Exactly. So, so now it makes sense. It, it would make more sense that he looks like a Nazi in other countries if he's, right. he's like, like I'm, I'm selling a, Nazi underpants. Maybe you have an ancestor that was on the German side and for some reason you have a pair of lighter hosen. But if you just have... <laughs> Something past that lion or first of all, get rid of it. It's that's gross. Well, yeah, like, you can you can collect things from the past. Just clothing not underwear. Is not one of them. Well, clothing, clothing sure. Doesn't... Why can't you get the jackets and things, but not underwear? Things that okay, touch the fair. immediate body. Anything that touched the skin. No. Okay, so <laughs> anything that touches the skin, no shelf life. We'll, we'll make that make that ruling when we do our clothing episodes. Um, but I don't know. No like when shot. you go to a, when you go to a museum and you see the cool like uniforms and stuff, I say that's pretty neat. I say it that's pretty neat. cool. So I don't want to see their underwear though. That's <laughs> I. They may not even have worn underwear. We don't know. You you think that they were free balling and when was underwear made? Underwear when did they start underwear? Accent. When was when was underwear invented? Well, have you seen? Have you seen like? <laughs> It's if anything, underwear is getting less I'm and kidding. less. I'm just kidding. They used to wear like an entire. A you suit. would wear your clothes <laughs> like they were your your underwear right. because people didn't shower. Ugh. So you Ugh. had to wear a, an article of something. Right. Yeah. It's gross. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> now that we're done talking about underwear, mine underwear. We will. I don't know what that was. So anyway. <laughs> Do I keep it or do I cut it? I don't. I don't know what to tell you about that one. <laughs> I can't make an argument. Um, Bart recognizes the fact that Herman is nuts, and he tells Grandpa this. And Grandpa has a good line here, where he says, "Well, George Patton was a little nuts, and this guy's out of his mind." So we can't lose. So he, he basically thinks like being crazy equates to being able to come up with a good plan. Or to at least be able to win. To beat somebody. Yeah. And there's, and, um, I, truth and, to that. and yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably some truth to that. I could probably do a, what a bunch of clowns joke and be like, and we know that half of the country is, thinks that's true. Am I right, folks? And not let you know one half yeah, of the country. Yeah, which way or whatever, whichever way we're, <laughs> we're leading. all of you think that, and none of you know what I'm talking about. Not a clue. 
<laughs> so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Both sides think the other side. Hundred percent. Right. That's why. That's what I mean. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. no, I get it. I get it. So we do get we. This is where we get the theme from. Oh, Pat I like this part, And this whole next section is good because, and, and this is where I think you 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 start to see the animators figure this stuff out too mm-hmm. in these because especially when they're making references to movies, they make references to Pat, and they make references to what's the Full Metal Jacket. They they make references to different war movies, and they do the shots yes. from those movies. Right. So. Now the the artists are a really more creative. Out how they can how they can use the this style to make it a little more exciting and make mm-hmm. it a little more flashy. I remember as a kid, this was the this was the episode. This and and Call of the Simpsons probably were like the two from season one where it was like, oh, these are fun. These episodes are yes. fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Bart holds a tree meeting in his treehouse to talk about what to do about Nelson. This might be the first time we see the treehouse. I think so. I can't remember I mean, at least I think going before. into the treehouse. Probably in the, it was probably in the shorts. I, I don't have that. Now, if they ever, like, showed the back, Somebody's like, going to write us, write in to us and tell us that, like, it was in the shorts or something. Um, eh, it doesn't count. <laughs> the shorts don't matter. <laughs> Bart was really fat in the shorts. Um, <laughs> I mean... He is still a little rotund. Yes. That little fat boy and his family are in trouble. (laughs) You got fat or you got fatty, fatty, fat, fat. (laughs) Or when he's eating the Pop-Tarts on the couch and Lisa spoke him in the belly. (laughs) So yes, he takes after Homer. Oh, but he's so cute. I love it. There's a note being passed around school that says, like, if you want to do something about the Nelson problem, meet at Bart's treehouse. And I, I do love that there's a bunch of kids in the treehouse and Bart stumbles in after getting beaten up. Right. <laughs> like he still got beat up that day. And we get a good line here from Bart where he basically says that he can't promise them victory. He can't promise them good times. And they all start to walk away. So he's like, all right, all right, all right. I promise you victory. I promise you good times. <laughs> and they all go nuts. Once again, half the country, am I right? Right. But um, this is then where we get a montage of Bart training the troops. And this is what we're talking about. There's there's like obstacle courses and mm-hmm. there's like a drill and, and Bart's doing it like a, a a drill instructor. And we get like Bart slapping the kid for, <laughs> for, for being a coward. And then Abe hits him because he's like, you can't slap him. <laughs> um, you can leave him to die on some godforsaken rock. But for some reason, you can't slap him. And I, I really like this montage. Oh, I, I like when they, they have to um, run by a dog. Yes. Sparta. And this dog, you might know this, Rachel. Who's the big dog with Tweety and Sylvester from Looney Tunes? Because this dog looks like uh, they're trying to make Rex? a real dog, but they did not do a good job of it. So it's just that pit bull that has a big upper body and no legs. <laughs> that It looks like that dog. It's a, it's a poorly drawn dog. Hector. Hector the Bulldog. I never knew his name. Now we learned Hector the Bulldog. <laughs> No, you're right. He does look kind. Of, they sometimes their dog animations are kind of off, or they just look like really long things. <laughs> like when they're running, they look just yeah. It's... They don't. They don't get the. They don't get like the shape of the dog being able to run. Right. Properly. So a few days later, after Bart's trained up the his army, Bart, Lisa, Herman, and Grandpa are final. I don't know why Lisa's there, but I guess Lisa. I mean, Lisa's smart, so they 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 know they need her help too. Um, they're finalizing the plan that they decide that they're going to attack him with water balloons as he exits the quickie mart because he he goes to get a slush um not a slushy a squishy after school and it's a classic pincers movement they're they're gonna basically surround him mm-hmm. it'll work against a ten year old <laughs> um, Millhouse tells Bart they're in position so and I love that like uh, Herman and Abe are like, so excited they're like have never felt so alive and Abe like goes <laughs> off on this thing about like how how happy he is that he gets to be part of a battle again <laughs> so Bart confronts Nelson and tells him that he's about to teach Nelson a lesson and immediately Nelson is surrounded right to start chucking water balloons at him yep um which they say happy birthday as opposed to death from above right which, which is what Herman happy would birthday. have wanted <laughs> So they start water bombing him. Nelson's trying to run away, but they get him some more. And then the bullies 
run away. And I do like that Grandpa hits Homer with the balloons from the treehouse. He's still letting uh, Homer have it all these years (laughs) later. So they eventually are able to... The henchmen surrender. The toadies surrender. They would just follow in orders. Yeah, really. And uh, Another reference. Yes, and so then they start hitting him with more balloons. It, it, it gets a little, like, it would be a little dark if it wasn't water balloons where they're just, oh, yeah. like, bombing him incessantly. Right? But they end up tying him up and they parade him around the streets as the kids celebrate. And one of my favorite moments from the first season is here where they do a parody of the sailor kissing. Yes. Grabbing the nurse, grabbing the girl, the nurse, yeah. But this time, the sailor, it's this kid in a sailor suit, and he grabs Lisa and kisses her, and she slaps him and says, "Knock it off!" And I love that joke. It's so good. Bart asks Nelson if he's learned his lesson, mm-hmm. and he's gonna untie him. And Nelson's like, "The second you untie me, I'm gonna beat the crap." Out right. Of you. <laughs> so, so no, so like they're like, okay, we're at a standstill. So then this is where Herman kind of planned ahead. He said he grew, he drew up a peace treaty between Bart and Nelson. Mm-hmm. So both of them decide to sign it and and let it go. And and it kind of explains why Nelson becomes more of a bully. Part of the treaty is that Nelson won't have any actual authority. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Although Nelson shall have no official power, he shall remain a figurehead of menace in the neighborhood. That's right. So he's not, like, truly the menace, but he is the figure of one. Yeah, and it kind of explains why for the next 30 years, (laughs) Nelson's not, he's a bully, like sometimes he he bullies. Yeah, he's the school bully, however. However, (laughs) he's still, now he's, like, part of the game. He leans away from being a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, so he's a he's a bully in title only. And Marge has made everybody cupcakes. Of course. So they all get cupcakes. Bright circle right back around to cupcakes. It, it's all about cupcakes. <laughs> all of the world's problems, both of both of the 50% of the country, we could all be better off if we all folks at home, this is what I want you to do. Because I think if this episode proves anything, it's that we should be nicer and, and gentler to one another, more understanding. If you are having a disagreement with someone, don't get into a fight. And if you must get into a fight, please only use water balloons. And after you get into the water balloon fight, make cupcakes Absolutely. for your fellow neighbor. Enjoy, um, enjoy make, uh, uh, decorating them together. Put some sprinkles on them. Make sure you're not using anything that could be uh, hypoallergenic. Oh, yes. Make sure case. that your, your friend isn't a vegan. Or has a peanut allergy or something. Absolutely. I, I make these jokes because we had a dog, Rachel, that I would make fun of oh him my gosh. constantly because <laughs> I he, know. Was, he was the little kid that was allergic to everything. Everything. <laughs> Just allergic to everything. <laughs> but at and the he end had, he of has the a episode, special fish diet. And... Yep. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> well, we will get back. We'll get into that, I'm sure, in other episodes. We went from that to having a dog that is the most dog dog ever in the world. <laughs> it's so but... true. <laughs> At the end of the episode, they go to Bart, and he basically does like a little like, we had a lot of fun tonight, which is kind of what a parody of what I was just doing. Right. Um, but they do a little a thing where Bart is at a, at a table in the library, and he talks about and tells the viewers about the seriousness of war. And he tells people that there are no good wars except for the following, the American Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars trilogy. And Rachel, we talked about our favorite war uh, a couple episodes ago, and this just enforces that fact. It did. It truly did. I mean, Bart agrees. There are no good wars, with the exception of the American Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars trilogy. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason that this was in there was because at the time, Matt Groening was worried that the episode was going to look too pro-war. Yeah. And he says in the commentary that he doesn't understand why, because I guess it was a little, like the, even Fox thought like it was a little controversial. Okay. Which Fox being anti-war, like, come on. But um, (laughs) he thought it was strange how controversial it seemed at the time and Mm -hmm. and how much the writers were trying to figure out how to not make it pro-war because he thinks it just seems kind of like a sweet little... 
it's just this like little spat between the two of them where it's like almost is a parody of war. Like you could see, yeah, the it's more of a parody of it. The than kids on recess would do it. this, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's why this this little addendum is at the end to just make sure that you realize no war is hell, and it is. We are again, we're joking, but oh yeah, we don't like actually wish like oh yeah, World War Two was amazing. We love it. it was, like it was no, absolutely not. War. It was it was absolutely horrific, but it's interesting to read about. <laughs> And he says this in the commentary that's 20 years old, because the commentary mm-hmm. was from 2000. So, like, nowadays it even seems even, it still seems quaint. It's it's just a, it's a cute episode. Right. What are your final thoughts about, about this, uh, about, what's this one called? Gen- Bart the General. Bart the General. Well, here, here's my take on it. So, they might be more worried about the war part 20 years ago. I saw this as a anti-bullying. Uh, oh, a show now and i don't know if that's just because of how things have progressed in culture and everything but i kind of see it as like we're against bullying we got to stop the bully and then they at the end it wasn't like they defeated him they killed the bully they made peace with the bully they wrote a treaty that said like sure you can you can be the bully quote unquote but you can't be a menace to us so i i I kind of see it as like an anti-bullying uh show honestly yeah, um, this is... And I think it's fun. I think it's kind yeah. of just like a cute, fun thing. I like their little uh, march and <laughs> rhymes that they do as they're, t- they're walking around, so... Oh, yeah, they do, they do it's the really full metal jacket, jacket rhymes, but the um, but they're like little, like, yeah, schoolyard, like... Like, like I am like rubber, you are glue. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. What stuff it all said sticks to you. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can kind of remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like this one a lot. I actually think, I mean, if we're doing individual shelf life as well as, you know, as a season, sure, sure. I, I think this one holds up. I think you can watch this one and it, and it has a good pace and it, it, it is it is a fun little watch. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, that that is that John Swartzwelder kind of take on stuff. He has written more episodes of The Simpsons than any other individual writer. Wow, okay. Over the 30 years. So we'll, we'll be... We'll come back to him and see how he holds up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll put a couple of his books on here too. So I think that's it. Uh, the only other thing, uh, only other joke that maybe I forgot to mention was we we do find out when Marge is telling asking Bart like is he is he slow is he is he overweight and Bart kind of says like oh yeah he's in the same special class as I am and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is all for Bart the general. So we will move on to our next episode. Let me just click the buttons here on the DVD. (laughs) Wait, we gotta go back. We gotta go back to the menu. Oh, wait, wait, no, the main menu, not not that menu. No, the top menu, not the title menu. Yeah, yeah, the top. And now we have to listen to this song again. Well, when we come back, when we come back, we'll we'll get to the next next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Contrary to what you've just seen, war is neither glamorous nor fun. There are no winners, only losers. There are no good wars, with the following exceptions. The American Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars Trilogy. If you'd like to learn more about war, there's lots of books in your local library, many of them with cool, gory pictures. Well, good night, everybody. Peace, man.